Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Hey, babes, welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. As you guys see in the name, I mean, it's so funny I do these little intros, but it's like you guys kind of know what's coming. We are joined by the incredible, incredible Danielle Brown, formerly known as Danielle Keith before she got married. And yes, babes, we do talk about all things vegan wedding ceremonies in today's episode, but long story short, Danielle Brown is a vegan blogger, influencer, and the face behind Healthy Girl Kitchen, which by the way, has over 1 million social media followers. Hot damn, Danielle is the real deal, guys. Um, She shares easy plant-based recipes on her social channels that actually taste good and will totally make you fall in love with vegan food. Danielle and I actually met a few years ago. I was on her podcast. We both lived in Florida at the time, and she is just such a breath of fresh air. She's so real. She's so authentic. She's down to earth. But I think regardless of if you're vegan, contemplating a vegan diet, you're plant-based, you're vegetarian, or honestly, you're just beginning to start your weight loss journey and you're wanting some inspiration for very simple plant-based recipes that are going to prioritize key nutrients you need for your health, such as veggies and fruits and especially fiber in your diet. Danielle is your girl because not only are her videos literally so freaking epic, but her recipes are so simple. So we're breaking down all things Healthy Girl Kitchen today on the podcast, and I am so excited to show you guys this episode. Hello, hotties. We are back with the beautiful Danielle Keith. Um, Wait, is that your new last name? So my new last name is Brown. Very easy from going... From Keith to Brown, it's a very easy transition. So I'm now Danielle Brown officially. Oh my goodness. And actually before I even press record ladies, I was actually catching up with Danielle and she just had this amazing wedding. We were talking about this vegan resort she went to, which like isn't a hundred percent vegan, but like literally was so like I was, my mouth was watering viewing the content. Yes. So we got married three, almost four weeks ago and we went on a honeymoon to this place called Palmeiras in Playa del Carmen in Mexico. And we really wanted to go somewhere where they had plant-based options because myself and my husband, Ari, were both vegan. So we didn't want to go somewhere where they had a menu where they had maybe like one vegan option to choose from. We wanted unlimited plant-based foods. So we found this all-inclusive plant-based resort that was honestly a dream come true. You could order vegan room service 24-7 they had like four or five vegan restaurants on the property that you could just order from whenever you wanted. And it was some of the most amazing food I ever had. So basically our honeymoon was us pigging out on vegan food, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Literally so amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, well, kicking off this podcast, I first kind of want you to introduce yourself and share kind of your background and your story. And you know why I really wanted Danielle on the podcast ladies is because she is like, one, like the best recipe creator, like her vegan recipes, literally like when I see them, my mouth is drooling and she's just like so inspirational, but I also just love her vibe. And like, I know you guys are going to be obsessed with her too. Um, but Danielle, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your social media. 
So I'll rewind a little and go back so that you understand how I got to where I am today. So I am Danielle, obviously, as I said before, I live in Boca Raton, Florida with my husband and I am a full-time vegan recipe creator. I'm also a certified health coach, um, which I'll explain in a second, but basically my job is to create plant-based healthy recipes and share them with millions of people on the internet. I never would have thought that this would be my full-time job, nor did I set out for this to be my full-time job. I majored in psychology in college and I decided that I wanted to be a health coach because I had my own health journey that I was kind of going through my freshman year of college. I started gaining the freshman 15, as uh, most of us can relate to. Obviously, you have late night eating, going out, drinking, which I'm sure you can relate to, snacking all the time in your dorm. And I went to Michigan State University, and they're known for their dining halls. Their dining halls are basically like mall food courts. You could get anything from (laughs) unlimited pasta, make your own pizza, unlimited frozen yogurt stations. And let me tell you, I had like three frozen yogurt cones a day, unlimited desserts, basically you name it, Michigan State Dining Halls had it and I was eating everything. And I just started to feel sick after meals. I would get home to my dorm and I'd have a stomach ache or I had a headache or I just would want to take a nap. And every day during my freshman year of college, I pretty much napped about three hours a day. I'd get home from class and just pass out. I had zero energy. And after a whole semester of doing this, I was sick of feeling sick. And I really wanted to take control of my health before the freshman 15 came to the freshman 30, the freshman 45, whatever you have it. And I decided to start with cutting out dessert. I wanted to get healthy, but I didn't know what that meant. And I honestly didn't have too much knowledge about diets or getting health. I just, I didn't know what that meant, but I knew I needed to make a change. So I started by cutting out dessert. I feel like when most of us go on a diet, we're like, okay, I'm cutting out sugar. Like starting on Monday, I'm not going to eat dessert anymore. And that's what I did. I stopped eating any obvious dessert. So no more Froyo in the dining halls. I stopped eating. They had these like make your own ice cream sandwiches. Stopped eating those. We shut the front door. That is like next level. Florida state did not have that. Like Florida state, I'm calling you out. Like you need to have that, even though that would have been so deadly for my weight in college. Oh my God. You would go up to this little stand and you'd pick your cookie flavor and you'd pick your ice cream flavor and they'd make you a homemade cookie ice cream sandwich. And Michigan state, they have their own homemade ice cream and it's the ice cream with the highest fat content and the highest sugar content in the whole United States. Holy crap. Oh my goodness. Yep. The Michigan state uh, dairy store. So (laughs) that's what I was eating. And we know like dairy uh, is not good for a lot of us. So anyway, I started with cutting out dessert and I started feeling a little bit better. I then moved on to cutting out meat, but I was still eating meat in places that I like quote unquote trusted. I wasn't eating the mystery meat in the dining halls, right? Like I had no idea where they were sourcing this meat from. And it was mystery meat. Let me tell you. I mean, (laughs) it was uh, pretty sketchy. So cut that out. 
But in the meantime, I was adding in all the good things. So I, I made the salad bar by best friend. I'd make these giant salads for lunch. I'd add chickpeas and veggies and brown rice and like avocado. They had really great salad bars at Michigan State. So I was eating a ton of filling, hearty salads. I would go up to the pasta bar and instead of ordering Alfredo with like, I don't know, mystery meat in it, I would order whole wheat pasta and ask them to add in vegetables. And I'd ask them to saute everything in water instead of drowning everything in a ton of oil. So I was just making these little changes and swaps. I had a microwave in my dorm, so I would microwave sweet potatoes for a snack. Love that. I tell so many women, especially like college women who like don't have like a normal like kitchen situation, like in my sorority house, I have microwave sweet potatoes, like literally all the time. I still do it till this day when I'm lazy to be quite honest. It's the best snack and so healthy and filling and so cheap. You can get a sweet potato for like 20 cents. Literally. Yeah. No excuses for access to healthy carbs. Like literally you can microwave sweet potato. A hundred percent. And my roommate probably thought I was a freak, but I would microwave sweet potatoes all day long. I also, the dining halls had whole fruit that you could take. So they had apples, bananas, oranges, non-perishables. And I would just fill my backpack with them. I'd go back to my room and I'd keep a fruit bowl so that I had access to like healthy fruit as a snack. So by this time I had really, I'd cut out meat. I had cut out obvious sugar. And I pretty much also had cut out dairy, but again, I was replacing it with um, like almond milk and other healthy things. Yeah. And I came across a plant-based diet and people that were sharing their stories of all the benefits that they had experienced from going plant-based. I was vegetarian in high school, but I was a total junk food vegetarian. And I honestly thought that vegans were just hippies who smoked weed all day. And didn't such the stigma though. It is. Oh, totally. I thought I didn't think it was normal to be vegan. Like I just thought, okay, what do you eat then? If you're vegan, you're cutting out eggs, dairy, meat, fish. I'm like, what is left at the end of the day? Well, especially like you said, with this resort you went to, like for my clients that are vegan and, you know, being a vegetarian myself and dabbling in the vegan world for a little bit of time too, like it becomes very restrictive sometimes with your social life going out to eat because restaurants, they've been so programmed to have the standard American diet, right? The sad diet. Right. Um, and so it's really hard to kind of mesh sometimes your lifestyle into that, but you've done that so beautifully, which is amazing. A hundred percent. And it's become more mainstream within the past six and a half years that I've been vegan, but Things have come really far in the past six and a half years. And when I was a freshman in college, there weren't all these amazing alternatives that they have now that are available, like Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, all those grocery stores. They have, I mean, they've doubled, tripled all the things even more than what were available at the time when I was grappling with going plant-based. So yeah, I I did all this research, found out about a plant-based diet. I watched the documentary Forks Over Knives, which explains and kind of dives into all the health benefits of a plant-based diet. Um, it doesn't touch on like the ethical side of veganism or the environmental um, side of veganism, but it does talk about all the health benefits. So I watched that and my eyes were just open to the idea that diet is so interconnected with your health and your well-being and the prevention of diseases. And I was a little bit nervous because again, 
picture I'm in a dorm room and obviously you're very limited in your resources. So I had a microwave, a mini fridge that fit one thing in it and it didn't have a car. I barely had any money. I was a student, so I was broke, but I decided I was going to go for it. And, um, I just kept doing what I was doing and I just made it work for myself. And before I knew it, probably about four months after I decided to be fully plant-based, I had lost 20 pounds. I used to suffer from really bad chronic chest pain, and I had gone to multiple doctors to help me with that, none of whom could give me any kind of answer, none of whom suggested that maybe I should change my diet to help my chest pain. I just thought I was destined to have chest pain forever, but I realized after going plant-based, my chest pain completely went away, but I realized afterwards it was a lot of inflammation in my system from all of the animal products I was eating, and to this day, my chest pain hasn't come back. That is absolutely epic. So when it comes to like you starting off your journey, you know, so many women who listen to this podcast, part of the TSN community struggle with fad dieting and like doing something for a short amount of time and not like truly sticking to it. And I think the most amazing thing about not only the vegan community, but also even like hybrid for women listening to this that are vegetarian is people who go vegan or vegetarian. Like it truly is a lifestyle change. And for whatever reason, we, we know it's a lifestyle change, but you know, of course there's people that like follow something for a hot minute and like, it doesn't last for a long time. Someone who, you know, embarked on your journey, the way that you have like, was it always a lifestyle change for you? Or did you go into it? Like, I don't know where this is going to take me. And like, what words of advice would you have for women who like are interested in going vegan? I would say if, if someone has an interest in going vegan or, um, plant-based, I know people get uh, confused between the difference, basically someone who wants to be plant-based, or if you're defining yourself as being on a plant-based diet, that's just referring to the food. It's not referring to like the ethical side of veganism or um, the environmental side. So for me, I label myself as a vegan because I don't buy leather. I don't wear fur. I would prefer not to attend a zoo or like go to SeaWorld or somewhere like that, that would exploit animals in any kind of way. So vegan is more all encompassing, if that makes sense. So I'm going to use plant-based for now. Um, Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And can you define plant-based for everyone? So a plant-based diet is a diet that's um, void of all animal products. So someone who's not eating meat, fish, dairy, eggs for a lot of people, um, that's honey as well, because it does come from a bee. So it is considered an animal product. So, so yeah, that's plant-based, um, someone who eats fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, potatoes, squash, whole grains, um, you know, proteins again, like beans, tofu, tempeh, and, and yeah, that's a plant-based diet. Going back to what we were talking about before. So for someone who has dieted a ton before and they're interested in going plant-based, what helped you make this an actual sustainable lifestyle change and not another fad diet? Because so many women struggle with like going on stuff, thinking that diet's going to save you. And then they just don't have the willpower and discipline. And honestly, like the mindset to really wrap around that this is a true lifestyle change. Okay. Yes. So sorry, we went off on a little tangent, but someone who wants to be plant-based, I would say start with one thing. And I think this goes for any kind of lifestyle change at all. If you start with one small change. And then once you master that work from there and add on other changes, I think it helps to make a really big difference and a bigger impact because I feel like personally for me and for a lot of other women, when you decide that you want to 
lose weight. It's just a blanket statement that doesn't really have attainable goals attached to it. Yeah. Or behavioral things you're freaking changing in yourself, right? You're just saying, I want to lose weight. What's like, how the hell are you going to get there? Right. So I would think of the things that make up losing weight. So what does that actually mean? And I'm sure you give all this advice to your clients and to your community, but it it applies to being plant-based as well. So just saying, I want to be plant-based, there's no goal attached to that. That's just the bigger picture. So I would say pick one thing. So maybe that means switching from dairy milk to almond milk, or maybe you're eating a ton of butter, buying a vegan butter in the store instead of dairy butter. Maybe that means maybe you're eating meat three times a day and you want to reduce your meat consumption to be more plant-based. Maybe you're doing a meatless Monday for a month and see how you feel. So I would pick one attainable goal that you can actually work on and accomplish instead of just giving yourself this blanket vague statement of something that you want to do. So as I said before, when I was in college, I very gradually went into being plant-based. And for some people who want to be vegan and they say, oh my God, I saw a documentary about how horribly these animals are treated. Um, I, I saw slaughterhouse footage. I can never eat meat again. That's obviously a different story. And maybe they're, they're going to go cold Turkey and they yeah. have more of that willpower but for someone um, who you know is just kind of dabbling into maybe trying a plant-based diet, I would say start with one thing and you can work from there. Yeah. And then we have to bring it up. So you and, and I get to say it now, husband, your husband's name is Ooh, Ari. I love correct? it. So he's going to get a moment to shine here. So you and Ari are both vegan, like a hundred percent vegan. Correct. So was he always vegan or was that something you like convinced him to do like, cause I bring this up because so many women come to me and they're like, Lauren, my husband, my significant other, my roommate, like they eat like a hot mess express. And while you can't force someone in your family to eat a certain way, right. It has to be intrinsic. It's their personal responsibility and decision. Um, it obviously is super hard being in a relationship when someone else, your partner, right. Isn't being the healthiest or honestly has a lifestyle that aligns with yours. So talk to us a little bit about you and Ari's vegan story together. So I think a lot of people think that I happen to just find this amazing man who was already vegan when I started dating him, which is not true. The two of us were not vegan when we started dating. I was 17. So you met him before even you went vegan. Yes. Ah, I love it. I was vegetarian at the time and Ari ate everything under the sun. I was 17 and he was 19 when we started dating and I was vegetarian. And then pretty much like almost right away, I started eating meat again because he was eating meat. So what you're saying about, you know, your significant other, your roommate influencing what you're eating is so true because he was eating meat, which meant I started to eat meat again. And there went my two year long duration of being vegetarian. Um, I think we broke it. We were like drunk in New York city and like basement restaurant. And we ordered chicken fingers at probably one in the morning and they were so good. (laughs) So, so I, my freshman year of college, as I said, went vegan and he had absolutely zero interest. And I really didn't push it on him because I just knew that I'm like, Oh, he's a guy. Why would he want to be vegan? Like, Cause there's a huge stigma with guys totally. meat eating and like the guy goes to the steakhouse. Right. Um, right. and like, it's manly to eat meat when it's like, 
it's also mainly to eat healthy at the same time too. A hundred percent. And that was kind of, I had that stigma in my head of, oh, well, he's a man. He's not going to want to be vegan. I'm not even going to waste my energy trying to convince him to eat plant-based with me. So I went plant-based, just kind of did my own thing, led by example. And about six months of me being plant-based, yeah, I guess it was about six months. Ari's mom, so my now mother-in-law, decided that she was going to try being plant-based. And so Ari was like, okay, well, if my mom's plant-based, and I think during this time it was the summer, so he was living at home. He's like, well, I guess I'll just be plant-based because my mom will do the cooking for me and I'll just eat what she's making. And so he decided that he was also going to try it out. And of course I was like freaking out. So excited. I'm like, yes. Like I know. Like it just makes life so much easier. Right. I'm like, I never thought this day would come, but here we are. Ari wants to be plant-based. And so he went plant-based and his mom went plant-based and they're both now like full on like ethical vegans and eat a plant-based diet to this day. So here we are. And we love eating healthy together, cooking together. We go to vegan restaurants as an activity. Eating is our favorite activity slash hobby. I'm sure you feel the same way. (laughs) Literally life is not fun unless we're talking about food in some capacity or thinking about our next meal. Or like going to a new grocery store that you've never been to or just like browsing whole foods when you have nothing to do. Literally that's my form of a date. Is that bad? (laughs) No, that is my ideal date. Whole food. So like whole foods browsing, maybe like pick out some fun things to make for dinner, go home, have a dinner date with all the things you bought at whole foods. I don't know. It's it's literally like the best thing in life. I'm getting excited over here. Um, as you're talking, especially with Ari's mom, your mother-in-law being vegan as well at your wedding, how did you navigate the menu? Cause I actually, I don't think I've ever been to a vegan wedding before, but did you make the menu like exclusively vegan? Like how did you guys handle that? Like, what did that look like? So our wedding was 100% vegan. I personally also being an ethical vegan, I, if we were going to spend money, I didn't want to pay for people to eat animal products. And Absolutely. you know, it's, I'm like, it's our wedding. We're vegan. It's the whole wedding's going to be vegan. Like that is what would make us the happiest. So that's what we did. And our venue was very accommodating. So I guess my advice would be if you have certain like dietary restrictions, even if you're not plant-based, let's say you're gluten-free or maybe you're paleo, I don't know, whatever diet you follow. Right. So many people are allergic to milk. A hundred percent. I would say find a venue that is like open to accommodating you. The chef at our venue had never done a vegan wedding before, but he was so excited and he made us a complete vegan wedding. And it, I don't know, he, he was like so excited that he could get creative, but we gave him some suggestions, but we had, I'll, I'll tell you the entrees just so you can. Yeah. I was about to ask, like, what did you guys have on the menu? Walk me through it. So we had a vegan penne alla vodka that was made with like cashew cream instead of dairy which was amazing. There was a breaded eggplant dish, kind of like an eggplant Parmesan, but it was layered roasted vegetables and homemade tomato sauce and like crispy breaded eggplant. It was to die for one of the best things I've ever had. And then we also had stuffed peppers for anyone who was gluten-free. And we actually had a lot of people who were gluten-free at the wedding, um, who weren't vegan necessarily, but were gluten-free. I think a lot of people are gluten-free these days. So there were stuffed peppers with rice and vegetables and everyone loved it. I think people were a little bit apprehensive. Like we had some guests 
reach out and, you know, they were a little worried that it was vegan because that's not what they're used to, but everyone, we couldn't have gotten more compliments about how amazing the food was. So it worked out. We had our vegan wedding and everyone ended up loving it. And I think it just, it helped to open people's minds that vegan food can actually be really yummy and it doesn't need to feel like you're depriving yourself or feeling unsatisfied. And I think going back to like Ari going vegan, I think he was worried about that. Like, oh, am I going to be hungry? Are we just going to be eating vegetables? Like, because he was actually paleo. And so he was eating meat probably twice a day. Every meal. (laughs) He would have like seven eggs for breakfast. I'm not kidding. A massive omelet every single morning, steak, ground beef, just very based in animal products. And he was worried about um, not being satisfied. So I would say, and you had asked like if I had advice for someone who, um, you know, maybe they live with a roommate who doesn't eat so healthy, their spouse. um, I would say leading by example is the best thing that you can do because you can't force anyone to be on the same page as you. If you make some kind of decision about your life and like maybe you have this epiphany that you want to eat healthy or you want to be plant-based or whatever diet it is, maybe you want to lose weight. That's your journey. That's not your roommate's journey. That's not your husband's journey or your girlfriend's journey, whoever it is. You have to just focus on yourself. Like you can't rely on the other people in your life to be on the same page as you when you make that decision. So I would say you need to lead by example. And I promise you nine times out of 10, those around you will want to follow suit because they'll see that you're happy, you're healthy, you're probably looking really good if you're eating healthier. And you can show them, you can make recipes that are healthy, but also taste amazing and show them that, you know, eating healthy or eating plant-based doesn't have to be boring or restrictive. So I would just say in all cases, lead by example, the best that you can. Yeah. And I mean, girlfriend, you lead by so much example. Okay. Recently I came across, so I recently ventured on TikTok and I see like an ad that was like you. And I'm like, wait, I know Danielle, like what the hell? And then I started scrolling through your TikTok again. And I was like, oh my God, like, cause I see your recipes on Instagram, of course, but then I saw your TikTok and I was like, wow, like even more. So we need to talk about these healthy eating recipes and especially your vegan recipes, of course. Um, cause that's your specialty. Talk to us about like how you got into like basically being like this recipe creator, right? Cause you came from like living in your college dorm, going vegan, vegetarian, like microwave cooking and your recipes are so simple, but how did you become such a great cook? So going back to my college days, I decided I want to go plant-based. I go plant-based, all goes well. I lose all this weight. I'm feeling amazing. And I decided I wanted to become certified as a health coach so that I could help other people also get healthy and feel as amazing as I did taking control of my health journey. So when I graduated college, I went to nutrition school and became certified as a health coach. And I really wanted to have my own practice and work for myself and have this clientele that I would help get super healthy and go plant-based. And I started posting on social media. I posted recipes on Instagram. I was posting recipes on a blog that I created. And this was only for my clients. So at the time I had clients messaging me saying, Hey, Danielle, I really need a healthy breakfast recipe, or I'd love some healthy snack ideas. And all day I was typing out recipes to my clients, which was taking so much time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post all my recipes on social media. And that way I can just send my clients there and they can have some fun, easy recipe ideas. I had no intention of monetizing this. I had no intention of becoming a food blogger or being a content creator. It was only for my clients, but 
before I knew it, I had brands reaching out to me, wanting to sponsor me and wanting me to include their products in my recipes. I had um, thousands of people coming to my blog every month. And meanwhile, I had zero intention of this happening, but I was putting out what I loved into the universe and that was healthy recipes. And I was attracting the energy that I was putting yeah. out and and people were finding my recipes and just falling in love with them. I think not only because they looked pretty when they first found them, but then they'd make them and they actually tasted good and they were easy. I'm all about easy. If a meal can take And that's why I invited you on, Danielle. Like you are not this like exotic. I mean, we love whole foods over here, right? We've definitely, you know, talked about that, but you know, when recipes have all these like chaotic, confusing, like random ass ingredients that you're never going to use again, personally, like, unless like, I'm really passionate about making it, like, it's just not sustainable for like a week to week basis. Right. And I'm all about easy, simple. I am not a chef by any means. I did not go to culinary school, but I, I'm just a girl who likes to cook and be in the kitchen. And I was obsessed with Food Network growing up. So I'd watch Rachel Ray in the morning. I, I was obsessed with Jada De Laurentiis and Bobby Flay. So, and of course I watched like Disney Channel and all that, but I would wake up at 6 a.m. when I was eight years old and I'd binge watch the Food Network all day. And I just soaked it all up like a sponge, but it was only for my enjoyment. I never had any kind of goals of becoming a chef or owning a restaurant or being a food recipe creator. Like that was not um, part of my life plan, but I always just loved being in the kitchen and I loved helping my mom make dinner. So cooking just always came naturally to me. And I'm one of those cooks, like I don't measure anything. I'm just pouring things in. I never, even though I make recipes, I never follow a recipe ever. Like if I make breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm just throwing things together. That's part of the fun for me. So yeah, I mean, slowly, but surely my social media started to gain traction. And, um, I realized that I could help way more people being a food blogger than, you know, being a health coach. I, I realized I was helping thousands and thousands of people eat healthier by posting my recipes um, on a much larger scale. And I just fell in love with like the creativity of content creating. Yeah. So last year, um, the January of 2020, I decided to stop taking private clients. I stopped health coaching, but I decided to start food blogging and content creating full-time in I think it was March or April of last year. I made a TikTok account. We were all bored during quarantine. I think that's when most of us made a TikTok. And so I had no idea what I was doing. If you scroll back to the beginning of my TikTok videos, they're horrible. Like they're actually the worst. <laughs> Wait, I literally love scrolling back to like people I follow on TikTok that are like big or whatever you want to call it. And like going back and like seeing their OG content, like Cause it's not like I'm judging it. Like, Oh my God, like what were they doing? But it's so cool to see how far people come. Like I live for that shit. Like I live for the glow up a hundred percent. And I feel like people always ask me like, Oh, like I want to do what you do, but I, you know, I really like, I want it to look perfect or I, I don't know how to make my videos look like yours. I'm like, please do like, please go to my accounts, scroll back to the beginning and look at my videos because they looked like shit and they were not put together. They were awful, not professional, not high quality. It was just me posting what I love. And that's Ah. like health tips, recipes, meal ideas. And I started posting consistently. And I mean, now I have almost a million followers on TikTok. So literally uh, buck wild. Yeah. 
Like yeah, TikTok so is crazy. What have been like your maybe top like one to two favorite recipes, which like, this is a hard question because you put out so much content. And since I first met you, like the, I don't even know how many recipes I've seen from you, whether it's on like your Instagram story or like actually featured in your feed or on TikTok. But what would you say are like your top one or two, like most fun recipes that you've created content on? Okay. Well, I'm going to give a category of the kind okay, of recipes. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of chickpea content. So like chickpeas are so versatile and you can put them in sweet recipes and savory recipes. So I think my favorite recipes I do are like chickpea brownies, chickpea ice cream. Like I have it in like certain mac and cheese recipes. I have chickpea vegan crab cakes. Like I just turn chickpeas into everything and they just somehow magically transform themselves into so many different kinds of recipes. So I would say if you are looking to like up your plant-based protein, up your fiber intake, um, and do it on a budget, chickpeas are going to be your new best friend. Fun fact. I literally had some chickpea salad before this, this podcast recording right now. Ooh, what was in it? (laughs) It was actually just like the, one of the pre-made ones from Joseph's. Um, I don't know if they carry it down in Florida and Publix. I'm pretty sure they do, but it was like one of like the pre-made ones because I don't have a lot of time sometimes and I just need something really quick, um, but you can easily make that at home. Um, one of my favorite recipes of yours is actually when like you, I think I recently saw it actually on TikTok where you're like cutting tomatoes, you're cutting onions, um, you have chickpeas, you're putting like a dressing on it. Like simple stuff like that is like such an easy way to increase your fiber. And that's like more, more of what I love too. Totally. I post a lot of salad recipes, but like filling fun salads. I don't know. I think people get in a rut and maybe make the same salad over and over, or they make a salad that isn't very filling or hearty. So I love making like a big hearty salad that actually will keep you full for a long time, adding a good plant protein like tofu, or um, I really like this brand, um, Daring, and they make vegan chicken that I love putting on a salad. It's so good. It's um, all protein. I feel like it's hard finding vegan proteins that don't also have a lot of carbs. Yeah, or also fat in them. Um, I actually have to look more into this. I'm curious your thoughts on it, obviously being a vegan yourself. Um, But especially like, I love like the Beyond and Impossible Burger kind of thing. I definitely got on that train and, you know, just love including them as part of my diet. But what is interesting, a lot of these products, not that coconut oil is bad for you, but obviously- you know, as a dietitian, I am very conscious with how much I do promote saturated fats, because depending on what the rest of your diet looks like, and then you're adding on coconut oil, you know, for some people it could be harmful for some people, it could be beneficial for them, but it is interesting. Some of these, some of these plant-based burgers are very high, like 20 grams of saturated fat in them, which is kind of like, Whoa, I don't think anyone eats that much saturated fat ever. Yes. So, okay. Two things. One, I don't eat beyond or impossible burgers just because the drama, not my, oh thing. my goodness, so much drama. <laughs> People are shocked when I tell them this. I'm like, yeah, it's just, I had well, a feeling that's why I'm bringing it up. Here's the thing. I didn't like regular meat burgers growing up. Mm. So it just, it's, and because I didn't like regular beef burgers, I don't want to eat a fake vegan one. I'm more of a veggie burger kind of girl of like, um, like the Hillary's veggie burgers. If you've ever had those, love them. Whole foods, right? Yeah. Like a true veggie burger. Like it's literally made with vegetables. I just prefer that over something that tastes like meat, but only because I don't like meat really. 
So that's just me. I think they're great for people who are looking to transition to a plant-based diet or have more meatless meals. Um, And as you said, they do have coconut oil and chemicals and they're not the healthiest, Um, but someone who is looking to reduce their meat consumption for environmental impact or, um, you know, for ethical uh, purpose for the animals, I think they're wonderful. Um, but yeah, they do have a lot of coconut oil and and they're high in saturated fat, which, you know, there's so much research that saturated fat does contribute to heart disease and type two diabetes and, uh, clogged arteries. So I'm not like, I prefer to use, uh, an olive oil or avocado oil that, you know, are more monounsaturated fats. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm definitely not here. I mean, you guys all know this listening to this. I'm not here to say don't buy beyond or impossible or don't have coconut oil. I have all those foods as part of my diet, right? It's all about the balance and understanding what works for you. But you know, um, Danielle's right on the money there. Like it is important to think about like the context of where you're at on your journey. And if, you know, for someone like me, like I try to eat more plant-based, even though I'm not hundred percent plant-based and it really does make me feel my best. And, you know, a gold standard would, be, would love to be able to do what um, Danielle is doing, but it's hard to sometimes make a transition depending on your lifestyle and circumstances and knowing what's realistic for you, but any small swap you can make is always going to be beneficial, right? So it's, you know, meeting yourself with where you're at. A hundred percent. And someone who's someone like you, who's so health conscious and you, I'm sure 91% of the time you're eating super healthy and the rest, you know, you're treating yourself a little bit of fun. Having a fun plant-based burger is not going to kill you if the majority of your diet is super healthy. Absolutely. Um, and the last question I need to ask you, Danielle, is what is your like favorite vegan food product that you, besides chickpeas, right? Um, maybe like a sauce or like a dressing that like really helps to put together a meal. Um, any recommendations that you want to share with the listeners? Oh, I'm a big sauce and dressing girl. I don't like anything to be dry when I eat it. So whether it's a salad, a sandwich, um, a bowl, I love putting some kind of dressing. Oh, this is a hard one. I would say all different kinds of hummus. So like not just buying regular hummus, but I'll get like spicy hummus, roasted red pepper hummus, garlic hummus, any kind of like fun, obscure hummus I can find. I think Trader Joe's actually has a horseradish hummus, which is fun yes, that I'm dying to try. I've it before. <laughs> Looks so good. So I feel like hummus is always in our house to put on literally anything. And I also, so like I'll put hummus on a sandwich, veggie burgers, a pita, um, a salad of like a Buddha bowl type of thing, yeah. but I'll also use it as a pasta sauce, which is one of my healthy girl kitchen hacks. Um, so what you do is you make pasta and then you add hummus to the pasta and then add, um, some of like the pasta cooking water to thin it out. Mm. Some lemon juice. I have the recipes on my Instagram, um, yeah. and my website, but, um, you can use hummus as a pasta sauce. So I think it always just comes in super handy. That's Wait, can you just point favorites. out the fact that your favorite sauce situation when I ask this is a chickpea related sauce? Oh, oh no. Okay. Girlfriend, you love chickpeas. No, let me give you a different one. I love tahini. That's another one I really like. You, you do cook with tahini a lot. I love tahini. I do, and that's sesame seeds. Um, and I love just adding different spices to things. And I'm always making different kind of cuisines. So I'll do like a curry and use more like Indian spices or I'll make Mexican food and do like chili powder and smoked paprika. I think it's like fun to experiment with different kinds of spices because when you are, I mean, both when you're plant-based and when you're not, um, food comes pretty bland. So if you can, when you're plant-based, literally spice things up and add seasoning and flavor, it makes everything so much more enjoyable. Like 
tofu, for example, I think people have difficulty with it because it comes super bland and they don't really know what to do with it. Um, but if you add like sauces and seasonings, it can be amazing. So I would say like go to the store and maybe find some fun new spices that you've never bought before besides salt and pepper. <laughs> yes, literally besides salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah, yesterday actually I was at this amazing restaurant close by to me. I sometimes like work there. Um and I actually got a bowl that was completely vegan and it actually uh, I got on top it was honey sriracha tofu that was like seared in a cool mm. way and like you could totally make that at home in an air fryer on your stovetop with like a little bit of oil. And I will say like veggies aren't super like savory. So being able to add like spices and like those really savory, like tahinis and like spices to it, especially as you're transitioning from like meat to more plant-based, like that's a way so you can get those flavors in there because I mean, let's be real. Veggies are light. They're bright. They're, you know, very light muted flavors. Um, I think they can be sometimes so delicious, but during that transition, that's a great way to definitely spice it up. A hundred percent. And I feel like just being open-minded in general to trying new things. Um, like you said, like you ordered tofu off the menu. I think one of the best things you can do when you go plant-based is just keep an open mind and be used to branching out because if you're not ordering meat, cheese, eggs on a menu, like you're used to, you're going to have to try something new. So I would just say, keep an open mind. And even if you are gradually going plant-based, like maybe every time you go to a new restaurant, you can like try something that's plant-based. And even if it's not your main entree, try ordering the vegan appetizer or try getting, um, you know, a a place by me, they actually have like vegan desserts on the menu. It's not a vegan restaurant, but they have vegan treats. So I would just say like, keep an open mind and try new things because you will surprise yourself at all the yummy things out there in the plant-based world. Yes. Danielle, where can we find you on TikTok, on social media and your blog? Like share it all with us. Okay. So if you want really easy, fun, trendy plant-based recipes, (laughs) you can follow me at Healthy Girl Kitchen on TikTok, Instagram. I have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook. Um, If you want like the full written out recipes, you can go to my website, which is healthygirlkitchen.com. All the above, everything, Pinterest too, everything is under Healthy Girl Kitchen. Super easy to remember. And I also have a 14-day plant-based meal plan. So if you are looking to try being plant-based, but you have absolutely no idea where to start, I do have a two-week plant-based meal plan where you can kind of test it out, see if you like it. Um, I have a lot of people, they don't do the full meal plan two weeks in a row. They just use it for extra recipes and meal ideas. Um, It comes with a grocery list. It comes with a complete meal plan. And yeah, that's on my website at healthygirlkitchen.com. Healthy Girl Kitchen, Healthy Hawk Girl Kitchen. Let's be real. (laughs) Um, I love it. Thank you so much for being on, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me.